was waiting to catch Gru. I was waiting for it. I was like, ding, 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 ding. That's good. That part I'm not a big fan of. That has a little Batman quality to it. We might still be looking, you guys. We might still be looking for that golden piece of music that will just lift everyone's spirits and put a little lead in their pencil, put a little wet in their wipe. Hey, ew. Put a little put a little lead in your pencil, put a little wet in your nap. <laughs> I'm going to come out of the starting block, block strong. Just mm-hmm. boom, strong. And I'm going to say some bombastic stuff. I'm not going to regret it, and I'm going to laugh about it. So, with that being said, let's not shy away from the Forrest Gump Latino stripper White van owning weirdo sending around PVC loaded with instant coffee with a freaking kitchen timer taped to it and a ball of foil on each end that has the media crapping themselves. Let's make fun of this. Let's make fun of this entire situation. I, I was going to stay away from it. I didn't want to talk about it. However, it's reached such a fever pitch. They must be mocked. They must be mocked. Did you see these 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 uh, quote unquote bombs? These quote unquote IEDs. Did you see them? I did. I did. It's um, ridiculous. I, it's I, ridiculous. They got the package opened, sitting on a CNN uh, newsroom uh, kitchenette table. People are taking pictures of it. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, and then they act like they act like they had right? that. Like, oh, I mean, it must have been really that. terrifying. If, if you opened an envelope and you thought the thing in it could explode, you would set it down very gently and run. Right? And never to I mean, return. Right. Never to return. Until after the bomb squad got there. Yeah, but like, instead they got the whole the, the whole CNN gang. You got Don Lemon in there with a Polaroid. You got uh, Jake Tapper in there. Everybody's taking pictures. Gather around the bomb, children. Gather around the Christmas bomb. And let us all take photographs and be blessedly happy. But then they take the pictures and then they evacuate and are crying and hugging outside. Because <laughs> they know what they're doing. Because they know what they're And doing. I am so tired. I am so tired of it was an attack on the media. No, it was sent to John Brennan. Yeah, it was sent to John Brennan. It wasn't directed at CNN per se. Stop saying that. And here's the other like I when when they first started like doing the spelling on him, like, okay, I see what this crafty guy did. He did the old fake spelling thing to kind of be freaky and creepy. And then you find out it's like this (laughs) dude with an IQ of like 36. I know. You're like he was legit trying to spell. It's ridiculous. But fear, fear grips the nation. Fear grips. And like, I can't still like there's a couple things like the stamps weren't marked. The stamps were never marked or stamps. And and they act like it got to everybody's house and they were in the process of opening it. Didn't some of these went to mail centers? Some were some were supposed to be like returned to sender. Well, no, he got one of the addresses wrong. I don't remember which one it was. And it's so, a miracle. It's a miracle he got any of the addresses right. Right, right. But he he um he used Debbie Wasserman Schultz address 
as the return address on all the envelopes. So one yeah. of them made it back. I think that one actually did make it to her house. Maybe um, it didn't get stopped in the sorting center. It's too funny, but like you just know that there's a bunch of Democrats, you know, like uh, officials who are sitting there watching the mail, hoping and praying that they got one too. I was so mad Kamala Harris got one. <laughs> I was mad that Cory Booker got one. So did I. I and Maxine <laughs> Waters. Really, we're going to make these people victims? Are you kidding me? It is like a weird, like, like Nielsen rating for do you matter? If you actually... If you're actually making an impact in the Democratic Party, you got a you got a uh, motion control uh, fake bomb because that's what it looked like to me with the balls of tinfoil in the end. I'm like, it looks like someone took a PlayStation motion controller, snapped off the ball, replaced it with foil. Some of the oh, my gosh, there were some great memes out there. There were some hilarious memes of of other fake bombs like. People put wires and taped them to their cats. People put uh, wristwatches over cans of Coors beer and added some wires. It was ridiculous. I saw some bomb experts on Laura Ingram, and these guys said their phones their phones were were <laughs> I was about to say blowing up. Their phones were going crazy because like bomb experts from around the world, like and from Israel, were were phoning these guys up, these FBI guys, and like like can you believe this? Like, who is afraid of this? This is the worst fake bomb. It's like a fake – it's a bad prop from a Hollywood bomb. But but the yeah, fear know, is but real. Here's, here's, CNN is here's, terrified. Here's the thing, though. I'm a girl. I don't know what a bomb's supposed to look like. Like, I think guys have, like, this innate thing where they understand wiring and, and, and stuff like that. Like, if I opened it and I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't know. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Okay. There, oh, let, let, I tell you what, I, if I seriously, if I would have opened up one of those packages and I would have completely hit the deck, crawled out of my house, gone to safety, I wouldn't have been sticking around to take uh, no, to take no, no. pictures of it in the newsroom uh, coffee clutch hut. Yeah, no, I. But they're I, all terrified. They're all terrified, and can't we just agree? Can't we just agree that Trump bears some responsibility? Isn't no. this Trump's fault? Did you see the Did you see the headline to the Washington Post today? I did, and no, no, I don't, because the the headline thing, for our I, I'll know, explain it to our listeners. The headline was uh, "Bomber," but something bomber was a Trump supporter. Big big letters. Bomber Trump supporter. Yeah, we all saw the van. And then you go back and you look at uh, their headline after the, the the Steve Calise GOP softball practice, and they're just like, violence breaks out at softball game. It's just like nothing. It's just it, – I just, I just had, had to mention it. I had to mention it because it's so ridiculous. And, and, I, and I hate the, the tit for tat stuff because when the crazy guy shot up the baseball game, I didn't blame Bernie Sanders. I the did. The only person – I did. Only- Bernie well, Sanders, he should take full responsibility. Bernie Sanders, with his hate speech and his rhetoric, was practically handing that guy bullets. He practically bought him the gun. And I just wish it was as hard to buy a pack of gum as it was to buy an AR. It's, of course, I'm being silly. I know, I know. But it's like crazy people do crazy things. Hello. Right? And Hello. never when they're naked. Well, that's not true. 
But, I mean, crazy people do crazy things. And I don't blame Trump for this guy any more than I blame Bernie for Hodgkinson or any more than I blame Maxine Waters for the people that chase Sarah Sanders and Ted Cruz out of restaurants. Yeah. Oh, it's it's apples and oranges. It's apples. And here's here's where I... I don't I'm, think I'm do it is. Things. I don't think it is. We had another GOP, another person arrested this morning for threatening to kill a GOP congressman. We've had two candidates assaulted. We've had a campaign worker assaulted. That was all in the week leading up to the bomb scare. Oh, no. What I'm saying is it, it's apples and oranges. It's it, like it is apples and oranges. Uh, when when Democrats do something, uh, people get hurt. Like mm-hmm. legitimately get hurt, right? Uh, and it goes beyond. So I, I just think it's completely ridiculous, and just to see the complete and total ineptness of the the Republicans on the morning shows, with, with the with the exception of uh, Jason Chaffetz. Chaffetz is he's getting he's good. He's getting strong. He's mm-hmm. getting strong. There's he's a reason gone. he's going to have a, a a slot over at Fox News. Yeah, I know. He is, I wish the question of the day on all the morning shows is doesn't Trump bear some responsibility? Doesn't he doesn't he need to dial it back? Doesn't he bear some responsibility? And like if you can't come out there and say no, not at all, don't agree to be on the show. You can't agree to be on the show. Well, and I love the conservatives they pick. So you you look at these CNN uh, Jake Tapper, the lead yesterday, has all these lefties on and Amanda Carpenter, whose TDS is almost as bad as as Bill Crystal's. Stop labeling these people as speaking for the majority of Americans who have figured out how to support the current administration on their own terms. You know, it's, yes, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And to say, to say, because let's fast forward to this morning or to yesterday, I... I can't even imagine how ridiculous you would have to be to accuse a man who has a Jewish daughter, a Jewish son-in-law, or two, who are two of his closest advisors, and Jewish grandchildren of motivating anti-Semitism when the shooter, in fact, hated Donald Trump. And there's yes, well, they've they've effectively they buried that. They've effectively buried that. There is uh, that. See, that's 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 a non-issue. That the uh, the guy who actually killed those people hated Donald Trump. That's uh, see, that's 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 not even a, a talking point in the, in the whole in the whole thing. Here is uh, it's funny. Like the media never asks themselves. It's too funny. They never question themselves, and no one asks if the media needs to dial it back. No one ever. No one ever shines the spotlight on. There's a new. I love it. I love it when Harvard and Yale do these studies. I love it when, like, when when Yale. We were talking about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I did a video about it. You know, the original number was 11 million illegals, and then Yale said that can't be right. So they went in and they took a closer look at it, and they're like, 22 million. It was much bigger. So someone, uh, the Media Research Center, came out uh, like. A few months ago with a study that's saying that, that 90 percent of, you know, the media coverage of Trump is negative. And so Harvard went to disprove that. And their number, they came back with 92. It, <laughs> right. actually, it actually went up a couple clicks. At least they so, were honest. When you convince people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hooray science. <laughs> right. When, 
when you come at people, and and I was thinking about this the other day because it was a toss up. It was a toss up on Thursday whether I should talk about Megyn Kelly or whether I should talk about uh, illegal immigration. I did just whatever, so I did Megyn Kelly. But when when I'm thinking about this and thinking about how I want to frame everything, blah blah blah. You, they have been coming hard. The, the the media, they have been coming hard at Donald Trump for two straight years. There's no honeymoon. There was no honeymoon. That like no. usually you get that thing when like on a, on inauguration day, the press everybody backs off and says, okay, we're gonna give this guy a shot. We're gonna yeah, we're no, gonna that, we're that gonna see, we- we're gonna give this guy a shot. And that was uh. When uh, Cheryl Axon talks about it in her book, like when uh, when Obama first came in, there was that huge oil spill, the Deepwater Horizon, whatever the actual name of it was. It was on Obama's watch. There was a bit of a cover up into that mm-hmm. because no one wanted the president to look bad in the way he handled it. And, and pretty much the consensus uh, among the media was, ah, the guy's new. Come on, let's give him a break. He just started. Let's let's not start off like that. And. So that was like the first big uh, cover up for the Obama administration. He had eight years of it. He had eight years of it. But this president, Trump has had nothing. They've been coming. If you if you do not like Donald Trump, they have been telling you for two years straight that it is the end of the world. It's the worst thing ever. He's a Nazi at any moment. We'll all have to run for our bunkers. It's really amazing when you look at it that more people haven't snapped. That more people have it snapped. I, the one that really frightened me, and I don't know if you saw this and if, if it scared you too, <clears throat> was Mitch McConnell and his wife at some fast food restaurant in Kentucky. Yep. Did, did you see that one? Yeah, they got their leftovers like ripped away from them and thrown out in the street or something. And the guy pounds on the table and he's yelling at Mitch McConnell. And some other people appear to be saying something either to Mitch McConnell or to the guy yelling at him. But like – and no, no disrespect uh, to Mitch here. He looks so scared. Like he, he literally, he looks, he looks very feeble, and he's sitting there at the table. His wife is sitting across from him, and it's like if you haven't seen it, it looks like, like a Jack in the Box or a, or a McDonald's. It has the same kind of table in the booth, mm-hmm. and Mitch McConnell's on one side, and his wife is on the other, and this younger guy is standing there screaming at him, and Mitch McConnell's just. He's not even like looking at his wife. He's just kind of like looking ahead and slightly down. That one was just that one was was too far for me. Like I wouldn't allow that to happen. I want to think that I'm the kind of guy who would have stepped in and done something. And for the love of God, people, if you're, I mean, you're in a if you're in a position like this where an older gentleman, I don't care if they're a Democrat, Republican, uh, or or what have you, but like when a when a younger guy's screaming at an old, an older yeah, person, no, you step in. You gotta step in. You gotta step in. But that dude doesn't even understand because Elaine would have kicked his butt. Who? What? <laughs> Elaine, Mitch's oh, wife. Mitch's wife. Oh. Yeah, you know, I'd like to think. Did you see her tearing them down in her driveway? Oh yeah, but <laughs> see that she had backup there. She had like Secret yeah. Service and other people there. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the, the the fast food one was very. Did you see the one with the uh, the the black kid in Starbucks who's wearing a Make America Great Again hat? I did. Wow, wow. 
Well, actually, I was because, you know, I was actually thinking this morning when I was a kid and I used to visit my grandmother, she was very politically aware, like for my entire life. Um, And I I believe she voted Democrat because my grandfather voted Republican and that's just kind of the relationship they had. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) anyway, um, I remember every Sunday morning I was not allowed to touch the little brown and tan cable box. You remember the old ones? Because yeah, we, had to watch, we had to watch Meet the Press, right? I wouldn't turn on Meet the Press today if you paid me money. Like, I, I literally... I, I seriously, literally, I couldn't watch it either. I don't think I could stand to watch it. You know what I watch instead? I watch Ben Shapiro's Sunday show. And I'm listening to Scott Adams this morning. Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert. Um, when I've seen him interviewed before, and he's kind of gotten into this political predictions thing because... Basically, what he saw, and I didn't know this till I saw the video, is he's trying to. What does this have to do with your grandmother? What does but, this have? We well, this no. Big- so this is what I do on Sunday. Now I watch this instead of Meet the Press. I used to watch Meet the Press, like when Tim Russert was still alive and he was doing it. And I yeah. think there was somebody before Chuck Todd, but like I can't even turn it on now. So I watch this other thing instead. Scott Adams said. After the San Jose Trump rally where people were, like, beaten for going to the rally, he doesn't do public appearances anymore. Not because he was even a Trump supporter, but because he was explaining to people what Trump's appeal was during the election and said, I think this guy is going to win. Of course, he's now cast as a big Trump, you know, Trump guy. He's like, I've supported every president when they're in office. There's things they do I like. There's things they do I don't like. But I am so conflated with the Trump presidency at this point that I don't do public speaking engagements anymore. I Isn't that I, insane? It is complete. It is. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Uh, I, I was I should have asked Tucker about this when I saw him at Politicon. Uh, oh, and here's a funny thing. Just to go back to the the, the fake the fake the, the the never trumpers that they always have on these talk shows mm-hmm. at Politicon backstage there was a there was like a an hour window where uh Bill Crystal is in the uh the talent room and and he's just like on his phone alone like n- no one is running up hey Bill how's it going like Democrats you had Toure and a bunch of dudes from MSNBC it was like there was like Bill Crystal is on an island now hilariously enough across the room about mm-hmm. uh 15 20 feet is Jennifer Rubin oh the my other God. the other fake and, and she's on her own island they're both it's like they weren't on the island hanging together? out with each other should yeah, you guys be hanging say. out with each other so uh to to the to the going out of it all uh, Tucker Carlson was saying this that that he just doesn't go out. He goes to one restaurant, I guess. That's it. What is his life like? It's it's it's. I'm like, what does Sean Hannity do? Like, I'm pretty sure Hannity Order carries it on. <laughs> I guess, but like, like Hannity, he does his radio show, and then he'll go and he'll do his Fox show, and then he just must must just go straight home i mean i don't know it seems well i mean you saw what happened lonely. to kill me on the subway yes i Ryan did kill me one of the nicest people the loftest party knows and did and did anyone else cover that was no. that 
And I tell you what, and that's the that's the other great hypocrisy about CNN when they're going. This is attack on the press. These these fake Nintendo motion controllers are attack on the freedom of the press and the freedom of the press. And then you actually have a member of the press being tracked down by a couple of ne'er do wells, cornered on the subway where they're mm-hmm. encouraging violence against him. Nice. That is li- literally an attack on the press. Literally. Nice. And and I you cannot it, it's not ineptness when they talk about it's it, the, the the rhetoric on the the right is far worse than the rhetoric on the left and the left oh my goodness you call these mobs you call the you call this a mob I call this freedom of speech Jesus Joseph and Mary go back to that San Jose Trump rally. Go to go back to where, where people are like literally running for their lives, literally bleeding from the head, getting attacked. Oh, it's it's that part gets frustrating. It gets completely frustrating. And like and like, really, you, you have to believe you, what you don't have footage of that. You can't you can't visually compare these two things. And they always they love to show that thing where. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's coming back from some public event and she's surrounded by guards and some morons are screaming at her. Well, yeah, the thing the is worst. they were waiting for the person that was supposed to speak and never showed up. That entire video is a group of Cuban Americans who escaped communism and the Democrats in Miami thought it would be a really super terrific idea to have a pro Castro speaker come. What? <laughs> they all protested. You think? Okay. <laughs> well, this is good. No, this is good because uh, Castro and Cuba takes me to immigration. Immigration takes me to the caravan. And I don't know what's going to happen with the caravan. I, I literally I'm don't know what's going to happen. On its way. I'm seeing there's barriers going. I'm seeing Mattis is sending people. Yeah, I know they're sending I the think- military down there. But, like, listen, no one's going to have the, the – no one's going to shoot. Did you see it's, what those people did to the Mexican police officers? I saw them uh, smashing through a fence. Smashing through a fence, and there were officers rolling around in the street, beat bloody. Oof! I did not see that. So, so you're, you think you think the military will shoot at them? I don't think that it'll be like there they are, kill them. But if things get out of hand or the group gets violent, something's going to happen. Here's the thing. You have already marched through Mexico, and Mexico said, we'll give you asylum. International law says the first country you get to where you're safe, that's where you request asylum. Mexico was actually proactive in offering it, and they just kept marching. Well, yeah, because everybody knew that was the case. That was the joke I made. That was the joke I made on the YouTube video. Yeah, they're economic migrants. They're coming looking for money and jobs so they can send it home. These people are. But you still can't shoot them. Well, if they get violent, you can certainly apprehend them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put myself in the in the position of the generals. And when you get when you give the orders, I guess you just do mass arrests. But like, how many? Trump how many said, troops? How many troops are they sending down there? I don't know, but you have to understand. Once they get close to the border, they separate. They don't like just march through in a line. Well, they no, scatter. I think it's like, it's like a mob. It's like a giant. It's like a, a mob swarm. carrying the Honduran flag and burning ours. I don't want these people here. 
Right, me they neither. Don't. No, no, seriously. I, I, I thought that was a given. I thought that was a oh, given. That I want yeah. them. I want them turned away. And here's what I'm saying: as a guy who plays a lot of video games, mm-hmm. and a guy who goes against like it's it's me and three buddies against a swarm of zombies mm-hmm. in uh, in Call of Duty Two. That's where you are right now. That's where you are. You're in, and and, and somebody's going to listen and go. You compared immigrants. Uh, to zombies and to that I say yeah I did because <laughs> it's like a swarm it is it's like 10,000 zombies are coming at you but you're not allowed to shoot them I don't know what you do like maybe water cannons is the way to go but even then you're going to have some little kid trying to some little kid trying to hold on to his mama's hand and he's going to get hit with a water cannon mama hold my hand I cannot hold on Help me! I just want a better life! These kids, they have already Take found... Take the picture! Take the picture! I'm in the mud! <laughs> <laughs> they have already found seven children in the caravan who were in the possession of human traffickers, and they haven't even hit the border yet. Oh, so there's... We're going there's, to start there's separating... Stuff. I'm telling you, here's they're the problem. It's a swarm of zombies! <laughs> I don't, listen, they got the Honduran flag! Nobody wants them here. What do we do? We stop them. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to find out. Water cannons? I think that's a bad idea. Tear gas? Everything has a bad optic to it. Even if you have helicopters flying over uh, with pepper spray, you're going to have that same little kid. Some CNN reporter, some reporter, some activist is going to pick up a little kid and put him in the middle of that cloud of pepper spray and just stand there with the, with the camera. And I it's going to be like, I cannot find my mama. The pepper spray. She burns. She burns my eyes. Help me. I just want a better life in Tulsa. <laughs> it's just, I, I, unless you, an overwhelming force. If they've got 10,000 if they've got 10,000 people in that caravan, that's the first thing we need to do. Do a head count. Get one of those uh, FLIR heat, heat seeker guys out there. Do a head count when they're like a mile away. And if they they're going to ten- be scattered by then. Some of these people are going to, to the border on the Gulf, and some of these people are going up through Tijuana. Okay, well, it's I figured not, it out. It, they're going to spread out. I got so, – so wherever they come at the border, I need, I need guys in trucks – Ready to go. I want I want a five to one ratio. No, screw that. I want a ten to one ratio. For every flipping person who's trying to break into our country, I want ten dudes there to stop them. I'm okay with, with that. Uh, with 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 those little plastic wires, those little plastic. Yeah, that's what I want. Well, that's the you know, party solution. You posted you posted a meme on Facebook. And I believe it said something to the effect of the the right decision isn't always popular and the popular decision isn't always right. A boy, um, Albert Einstein. Way to go, Albert. I think we're getting to the point with the whole immigration and border thing where the right thing to do probably will not be popular. Um, any kid in that caravan is at risk. I am totally supportive of separating the children from the adults until we figure out who's with a human trafficker and who's actually with their parents. Amen to that one. Maybe we need a better system of doing that, but it absolutely has to be done. Um, You know, 
what the right thing to do is not always the popular thing to do. And if I have to look at one more video of Barack Obama talking about family separation policies and putting children in pens when he started it. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. That one's frustrating. Well, I don't no, know where they're going I don't know where they're going to where the where the where the zombie horde is going to try to cross. But we need overwhelming numbers to stop them. And boy, oh boy, I hope they don't come to California. This is the wonderful boy, thing that I think – this is the wonderful thing that everybody needs to be shouting from the rooftops because it goes hand in hand. They act like they're two different things. Like the Democrats are running on the midterms right now like health care for all, Medicare for all, Medicare, everyone. The Republicans want to take away your Medicare. I want to give Medicare to everyone. You can't give – Medicare to everyone when there's a huge sucking sound coming off your bank accounts. Right. You, you can't – if you look at the state of California, the state of California where they embody all these wonderful policies, they're like, oh, the Medicare system and illegals uh, should be able to vote for who's on yeah. – the the government, the education board, and, and oh, and we're so kind and sanctuary cities. Did and you then see you have this typhoid one? breakout in L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor and, and they, it, man, Doctor Drew called it. He said there was gonna be a near epidemic level of some kind of communicable disease because the sanitation and the homeless problem in Los Angeles is so bad. Yeah, that's one problem. That's one problem. Mm-hmm. You, you get diseases like typhoid. Yep. However. If the Democrats want Medicaid for all, okay, so where are you spending your money? Are you spending your money effectively? Can you afford to do that? And don't talk about income inequality and don't talk about more taxes and blah, 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 like that. Because California, California's on the cutting edge. California's the tip of the spear for these wonderful policies. And California, the fifth largest economy in the world, the fifth largest economy in the world, is now the poorest state in the country. Yep. If you factor in the cost of living, California, home of Silicon Valley, home mm-hmm. of Hollywood, they generate a boatload of wealth here. Fifth yep. largest economy in the world. We're the poorest state in the country. The poorest state in the country. Oh, yeah, so yeah, the lowest standards of living. It don't work. It doesn't work. Look no farther. I have taken to... Uh, I carry a pocket knife with me uh, when I, I, I do. A, <clears throat> I have a little dog uh, and I, I walk the dog in the evenings mm-hmm. and I'm telling you with my own two eyes, uh, you see some desperate people and some straight up crazy people coming out of some really weird areas, some really dark patches. And I'm like, yep, time to carry around the old pocket knife. Time to carry around the old pocket knife just in case. I don't have a I don't have a license to carry. If I had a license to carry, I would totally carry a handgun all the time, all well, the time. I mean, here. you've got feces all over San Francisco. You've got typhoid breaking out in L.A. Part of the stop, problem- stop. I have to. <laughs> we might have to edit this out because it might be because it might. <laughs> It might be we uh, uh, a copyright thing, but like uh, for it just flashed in my head when you said feces in San Francisco. 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that old song. Oh, if God. you are going to San Francisco, make sure to have some feces in your hair. Ugh. I think we can do that because it's a parody. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're good because first it was parody, <laughs> second it was only like 20 seconds, so you're good. <laughs> leave that in, leave that in. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Yeah, you you're know good. The real yeah, you're, you can no, we checked out. You can you can say feces in your hair. You could say that. <laughs> you know what the real problem in California is? Jerry Brown. Well, yeah, but your legislature your legislators don't legislate. You guys have more things that come on ballot proposals that everybody gets to weigh in on. That's not smart. That, that's called direct democracy. I've, like last election, there was something. If you lived in some counties, there was over a hundred things for you to vote on. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. And the, and the way. The- How do you possibly know? Like we had, I think there were nine on my ballot here, and I'm like, what in the Sam Hill is this? And why is my legislature not doing their job? There's this weird one coming up uh, a week from Tuesday where you have to vote yes on – I think it's six. You have to vote yes on six because it's a tax initiative, but the tax initiative is to roll back the old tax. So – uh, the gas tax. The gas yes. Tax, think, a vo- yeah. If you vote yes on the thing, it means no, I don't want. It's just the way they write them is it's so obscure. Well, you're so voting that's yes. I said, but I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, actually, there, uh, Gypsy, that the legislator isn't legislating. And that is also the problem with the Congress. That it, and I, I, listen, right, I, I don't want to wrap Ben Sass up in a big hug, but like that's why the Supreme Court thing was so big. The Supreme mm-hmm. Court thing was so big with Kavanaugh is because Congress isn't doing anything. They're not writing right. laws. They're handing everything off to these bizarre uh, alphabet soup uh, committees, these weird uh, – the IRS and the F- FDA and the EPA. Mm-hmm. That's why – I can't understand and I won't understand why the political right does not get behind A1P so freaking fast and shove this thing through while we have both houses of Congress. That was like- I don't even know. You see, you, I don't even know what A1B is. You sunk my battleship. It's the Article 1 legislation where it's a bill that says before an alphabet agency, right – can implement a regulation that has the force of law so it can send you to jail or fine you, right? Those penalties and that regulation has to be approved by Congress. Okay, it needs a better name. It needs a better name. That's like already, already I'm out. I tapped out. Like A1B, I don't know. And then you, then you explained it and you explained it well. But like even it's, that. The whole thing is the Article One project. The Article One project is the part of the Constitution that says what? It, Congress is supposed to do. It needs a better name. What was when um when they were talking about what they were going to name? And this is what this is the success of Donald Trump. Here it is, right here. When they when they did the big uh, tax reform, tax reduction package of the Greater Congress of two thousand and blah. Trump's like, no, no, tax cuts. Call it tax cuts. That's that's what you need. Is like some simple, catchy name. 
uh, instead of the A1B proposal, which will endeavor to ensure that the Greater Congressional Act of 1422 is in a, no, 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 no. Congress has to work. The Congress yes. has to work. Act. I, no, I'm fixing this whole thing. I'm fixing the whole damn government. What are you saying? You're talking. You can't go to jail or have to pay money unless Congress says it's that's cool. That. <laughs> That's what's that's what needs to happen. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Congress has to work. The Congress has to work act. And there's it's, actually some members of Congress who want that power back. Well, they, they should get it. They should get it. I, I really I go back to your old T-shirt idea. I go back to your old T-shirt idea oh, no. from 2016. If the Father idea of a Trump. Trump <laughs> what was it? It was something like if the, if the idea of uh, President Trump scares you, you think Your the government's too big. Probably too big. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is which was uh, true then, and it's true now. Yep, <clears throat> it really, really is. And you can't. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna move on. We're gonna. We're gonna move on. The caravan thing. That'll be. That'll be fun to watch. But you have to think. Listen, you guys. You have to think about it like a sporting event. You really do. Oh dear you have God. To, does that mean you want to put up a gauntlet? Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> you don't even want to know what I would do. You don't I even know. know what I would do. First of all, I would be on the Mexican side of the border. Mm-hmm. And if Mexico had a problem with it, I, I would say, uh, sorry, El Presidente, you had your chance. You whiffed. We're going to come in about 100 yards. We're going to be into your territory about 100 yards. A mile. Oh, ooh, I like yours idea better. My then I'm gonna take yeah. the, I'm gonna take the women and children, and I'm gonna have big loudspeakers, and I'll go, uh, senoritas, uh, and the paquito kids, uh, get to the side, and I would separate the women and children from the adults, and then we're gonna test, <laughs> we're gonna test every kind of non-lethal combat option we have. Like we're going to do research. I'm going to get some. If some company is trying to sell a new taser to the police or to the armed forces, I'm going to be like, let's try that one. Let's see how that works. Zap, zap. Okay, that was pretty good. Who else has something? I have a water balloon that glues their feet to the dirt. Okay, let's try that one. Launch. And it's just going to be, we're going to get results. We're going to do research. And we're going to come out of here with with some ideas I like, and some numbers. I liked your idea last week. Which was? Pallets of bottled water, pallets of shoes. As they come towards the border, you hand them a pair of shoes and a six-pack of water and say, turn around. (laughs) And I'll I'll even go farther. I'll get some some buses that take them straight to the the port of of, uh, Tijuana. And here you go. You get to have uh, a Disney cruise all the way back. It, it comes back. I did that. I did that on the flip side years ago. Put them all on a cruise ship. Take them back to where they started from. Because mm-hmm. you're not running from violence. You're not running from violence. You you want a better way of life. We cannot save the world. We cannot save the world. We save a million people every year. We're the most generous society in the history of civilization. Yes, we are. Okay. And I, but here's the thing I just I just want. And every time this comes up, I'm like, guys, 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 y'all love Canada, right? Justin Trudeau, ooh, 
ooh, ooh, gag. Um, Canada does merit-based Im- immigration. Can we just be like Canada? Wouldn't that be a great idea? That would be uh, – no, I thought, I thought you were going into another way with it, which would be funny too, which would really be funny as well. Because like you got these people coming from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and they go, oh, it's so violent there I had to flee. Then they get to the next state over, the next government over, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to stop here. Even though we're not in danger anymore, we're not going to stop here. Then they go to Mexico, and Mexico's like, you can stay. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're fleeing. We don't want to stay here. We're going to go to the next country over. What if – we put – it would be horrible. You'd have to – you can't put them on trains. That'd put them be all awesome. in buses. Put them all in buses and take them up to Canada and go, you know okay, what, you know your hopscotching me. countries, let's keep the hopscotch alive and just deliver 17,000 uh, needy people to the doorstep of Canada and see what they do. Do you remember when Justin Trudeau, soy boy extraordinaire – Right. Yes. On national television says, if the U.S. doesn't want you, Canada welcomes you with open arms. Do you remember that? Put that on a loop. You put that on a loop and you play it on loudspeakers. No, no, no. People heard him. People heard him and came right through and went to the Canadian border. They had a crisis on the Canadian border and they were putting people in tents. Three season tents. Do you know how cold it's going to get in Canada soon? They still have people in tents. You don't hear about that on the TV. It's it's amazing the stuff they don't cover. I love. See, that's the thing. We need money. We need money so we can send a Loftus Party film crew to that. <laughs> yeah. Look at the Canadian government putting people in three season tents. It's supposed to be ten degrees tonight. It's the, they're they're in three season tents on season four. On the Canadian four. border. <laughs> hey, speaking of Loft, uh, Loftus Party uh, film crew, uh, guess who's uh, guess who's coming out to the Deplorable tour next week? Mm, I don't know. Fox News. It's, it's not TV. It's HBO. Oh <gasps> well, nice. Yeah, <clears throat> Vice. Vice. That show from HBO is coming out. And uh, I thought that was like rabidly lefty. Oh, it is. I'm sure it's going to be a hit piece. Oh, I mean, we're going to try. We're going to try to control the narrative as much as we can. But Mm -hmm. hey, there's no such thing as bad press. Guess who else is coming out? Bong, bong, bong. NBC. NBC. Wow. Well, yeah. Here's what they can't believe. And this is this is empowering. This gives this this they gives me the people are going to come the, see you. The boner pants. Where <laughs> Houston is sold out. Mm-hmm. It sold out a couple days ago, uh, and Dallas is going fast. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come out to the Houston show, and it amazes me. Where and this is the wonderful thing, and this is what this goes to what we're trying to do with the Loftus party and the podcast and the website, which I'm writing some very good stuff for the website, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that's good stuff. It's all like opinion pieces, but it is what it is. Uh, and Paul's writing some wonderful stuff and Lisa's writing some wonderful stuff. Who's missing. Hmm. Who's missing. Who's missing. Tip of my tongue. Gypsy. Anyway, through mom, are you there? Mom, It's like the Catholic guilt thing. Yeah. Through sheer forces of will. Like we just decided, hey, we're going to do this deplorable tour. 
I, I rang up uh, I rang up McGrew and he said he's in and he rang up uh, Terrence Williams and he says he's in. And then we reached out to the Deplorable Choir because they have the perfect name and they're really, really awesome girls and they're doing good stuff. They said they're in and boom, national news, boom, HBO, boom, NBC, boom, Newsmax, boom, Fox News. It's wonderful. And it's just like literally force of will, just a force of will, made a decision, going for it, ba-boom, ba-boom, boom. So things are wonderful. Things are wonderful. And uh, I, I see, I see, I see a lot of sunshine on the horizon. You know who I don't see sunshine for? I don't see sunshine for Megan Kelly, who's getting the raw deal of raw deals. That girl just—I think she's out of public life for a little while. I don't know where she goes from here. I think she goes back to Fox. I don't think so. Really? Mm-mm. Well. Uh, it'll be, I would, I would actually be shocked. First of all, her decision to go to NBC was stupid to begin with. She's not a fluff piece person. She's actually a very intelligent lady. Did you, right? Oh, and yeah, they, listen, no one's know, saying she's a dummy. Well, actually I will call well, her. She's a bit of a dummy. She's a bit of a dummy. In but I mean, going there was dumb. You're sitting there dancing on stage with Kathy Lee Gifford. What? That was hubris. That was hubris. Listen, she, she was getting a, she was getting a lot of attention during the election. Cycle. Her show on Fox. Amazingly. Well. Yeah. I think she was second only to Bill O'Reilly. Right. That's, yeah, then there's to, that guy. She can she can swing her dick around a little. Well, mm-hmm. it, it, I said it. I had a I had a very very interesting thought, which I'll I'll say here in, here in a moment. So you believe the hype, and she is good at what she does. She's mm-hmm. she's she asks good questions. She's yep. it's she's it's a nighttime show though. Yeah, Meg Kelly is a nighttime show. That's interview. That that's smart stuff. It ain't it it ain't dancing around. Like no. that was so awkward. That was no, so she's awkward. She's not a morning show personality. Not at all. Uh-huh. Now here's where I say she's stupid. Cause and this is what I did the video. Did you see the video? I saw part of it. Oh, you suck. Sorry. It was great. Okay. It was great. Cause I start off, I'll walk you through it. I'll walk you through it because you don't love back. That's your problem. <laughs> oh you don't my love back. God. I start off with saying Megan Kelly's in deep trouble, and then I show a picture of Megan Kelly. Did you watch that part? Did you see that part? Yes. Okay. Then I do some pretty sweet graphics. I got mm-hmm. some pretty sweet graphics. Then I come back. I go Megan Kelly. You know who I'm talking about. And then boom, I put a picture up of Aeon Flux. Yeah, I was. And then, yep. Did you see the part? Did you at least see the part where like here's a picture of Megan Kelly waiting to talk to her lawyers? <laughs> no. Oh, it was fantastic. I did. It was awesome. Girl. It's a cosplay girl completely dressed up as Aeon Flux. She's wearing the full outfit. Her little booty's hanging out. It's fantastic. So a lot of big laughs. Mm-hmm. Here, so Megan Kelly, and this is what I say in the video, had you watched it, this is awkward. This you is awkward. Posted, you posted it yourself. I always watch them when I post them. Well, how about you watch them even when you don't? How about that? How about you show a little support for the West Coast crew? I watched so Megan it. Kelly said, this. Here, here's her big crime. Uh, her, 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 
her, her crime is she's like, when I was a kid, uh, there was people in my neighborhood. They would do blackface uh, when they were doing a character mm-hmm. and people are appalled. They're appalled. Uh, so, Jimmy Kimmel did it five years ago. But like so. But <laughs> Megan Kelly in, in, in this scenario has done nothing wrong. No, she said something that happened in her childhood. Uh-huh. So I, I would push she back was like a lying, beast. Michael. Didn't so you see all the says, Twitters that said she was lying? That's not been okay in her entire lifetime. She goes on to say that she doesn't see a problem if someone does blackface, uh, if they're doing it without malice in their heart and without evil. If they're actually trying to, and again, I believe she is correct. She has nothing to apologize for. Nothing to apologize for. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon uh, went full blackface. Mm-hmm. On SNL a few years back. Yep. And no one batted an eye. So did Sarah Silverman. Sarah so Silverman did it. Mm-hmm. So it's selective outrage. And then where Megan Kelly, when where she went off the rails, was her tearful apology. I You never so apologize. Sorry. You can't. I used to think I was kind of on the fence about that look, one. NBC was looking to get rid of her, though. They've been looking to get rid of her since she started. Seriously. Yes. And I hope she makes out a bandit. So here's the interesting thing. And here's what I would. I should be an agent. I should be an agent. And if someone hasn't already done this, someone needs to do it as soon as they hear the words come out of my mouth. I want to get I want to get Megan Kelly on the phone with Bill O'Reilly. And I want to conference call in Peter Thiel or I want to get in whoever owns Newsmax. Or whoever owns the One America News Network. You get Megan Kelly and Bill O'Reilly on your network and you give them a piece of the action. Because you can't – it's like Howard Stern you can't and, and XM Radio. Yeah, you can't afford to cut those guys a weekly paycheck. Mm-mm. But you say, Megan, Bill, Bill, pull your pants up. You guys, <laughs> see what I did there? See what I did there? You I say, did. I'm going to get I'm going to give you a piece of the action. You come over to my network. You would crush. You would absolutely crush. I don't. That's miss a great Bill. idea. I don't miss Bill. Like I, I never watched Bill. I liked Bill. I liked Bill. And yeah, even I, when I was never a fan, even when they had the, the thing, the, it's a great it's a great little piece of video where Bill O'Reilly's losing his mind and going, you know, F it. We'll do it live. I'm totally on Bill O'Reilly's side. I'm totally on his side. As a guy who's had to work with a teleprompter professionally, mm-hmm. I'm totally on Bill O'Reilly's side. And when uh, when Lawrence O'Don when Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC is Lost stop the mind. hammering, stop the I'm on his side. I'm on his side. You know whose side I am not on? Whose? The creators of The Simpsons. Oh, I just tweeted about that. I, I literally just tweeted about that. I'm enraged. I'm enraged. They mo- that would be like South Park taking the gay guy off. It, it yes. You satirize everything. That's what you do. It's funny. And it's funny because it's stereotypical and everyone can relate to it. And you're really taking Apu off because some guy wrote a butthurt article? My God. Uh, and sorry, that was the worst. Having having been friends with Sam Simon, I don't know. Here, here's what I know about Sam Simon. Uh, I still miss him to this day. 
mm-hmm. he would probably if, – if I thought one thing, he'd probably go contrary to what I'm arguing just to be mm-hmm. fun and, and be that guy. Right. However, I think he would be incredibly disappointed. I think he would be incredibly disappointed. You, it, Simpsons, and this is what I tweeted, you've now become the thing you're supposed to make fun of. Yeah, you don't succumb to the mob. Yes. Yes. No. Whenever, like literally, the Simpsons would always do things where the people of Springfield would literally have torches and pitchforks. Yep. And then, and then they'd somehow get out of the jam. They'd find the right way. They'd do something funny, and the, you'd learn a little bit, like a little lesson tucked in there. They are now telling the people with torches, and the the citizens of Springfield are around the Simpsons house with torches and spring and pitchforks, going, "Give us, give us a poo, give us a poo." And they're like, "Oh, you got to go out there, a poo. You're on your own." It's yeah, right. Just, it's the worst. They have and become irrelevant. They have become the thing I hate. They have become a mockery of themselves. It's sad. They now need to be put out of their misery. Fox should just go ahead and cancel the show. It does not – it serves no purpose. However. However, what? Shout out to friend of the Loftus Party, Mr. Nick Searcy. I did see the Gosnell movie. Exceptionally well done. I feel very good for having supported it. Um, our our good friend, Mr. Cersei, actually played the defense lawyer. I'm not sure I could have done that. <laughs> oh, he's 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 a great bad guy. I'm sure he's... I know, but wow. Um, not graphic. You don't have to worry about that. It really focuses on the police investigation and the, and, the, and the court case itself. And they go to great lengths at the end of the movie, which I thought was pretty interesting because I'm sure they were going to be accused of making it look so much worse than it was. They actually showed the crime scene photographs and Oof. the movie... Well, no, like of garbage bags and refrigerators and things like that. They actually showed enough of them that were not graphic um, that, you know, they recreated. I mean, it looked so much like the crime scene photos. They did a great job recreating it. Well, I'm going to support this movie and I'm going to ask, you know, everyone to to go see it. And certainly uh, I'll give them some some money at the box office Mm because I want I I want those numbers to be big. I'll certainly get it when it comes out on Blu-ray. I'll certainly support it, uh, hopefully when it's on uh, Netflix or Amazon, whatever right. streaming service, and that's that's the other big thing. Like, let's not let's not be a one and done with this. This is a, uh, it's like the reverse of a boycott. I think we all need to uh, help these numbers. Help these numbers. Keep it, it's the popularity is growing, and it's too funny of just being in Hollywood and being a lot, in a lot of meetings and stuff. Like the Hallmark Channel is killing it. No really? one's talking. Oh. Oh my gosh. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. the you Hallmark know, Channel's a- killing it because it's good old timey. It's 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 feel good stories. Boy meets girl, I, boy loses girl, blah blah blah, I, uh, happy ending. Uh the reason I'm laughing is because I have a girlfriend that every Sunday gets under a blanket, does nothing, and watches the Hallmark Channel all day. She is not and alone. I make fun of her. It is <laughs> the other thing that you could say the other thing that you could say about it is that it's also there's a there's a wholesomeness to it. You know, you might want to make some of the movies a little bit more edgy. I don't know. But it's not broken. Don't fix it. Uh, and, you know, the the the, the Christian movies, the, the air quote Christian movies, you know, where God is real and blah, blah, blah. They're doing quite well. 
they're they're doing Sony. Word on the street has it if they haven't announced it already, they're about to. I think they're about to open up uh, an, an, a division of Sony that that markets and does these movies. Yeah, there is a lot of dough there. People and like a movie like Gosnell, while it's on a you know the the subject matter and the ultimate message and what you're learning uh, is is worth supporting. Is totally worth supporting. I have one beef. And it's not really with with Searcy mm-hmm. and it's 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 with uh, I guess it would be the director of photography. Mm-hmm. I just the quality of the film, the quality of the film. I am now uh, just put me down on the record as being a snob, as being mm-hmm. a snob. I know they're shooting. Everybody's shooting in, you know, HD 4K high this high that. It, I don't like <clears throat> the hyper realism. I really don't. Do you know what really? movie? You know what movie I watched last night? What? And this ties into video games as well. There's there's a great Western video game called Red Dead Redemption. Okay. And it's a, it's I'll a take big for it. It's a big open world video game. Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two just came out. I downloaded it. I have not had a chance to play it. But my kids are playing it, and they're way into it, and it looks amazing. It's all set in the Old West. The environment is insane. It looks fantastic. All that great stuff. Uh, so we watched. Well, so now we're in we're in full Western mode over here. We watched uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, nice! Which, oh my gosh, a really great movie. And and the screenplay. They say. Uh, they say it's one of the best screenplays ever, and so you're, you're, I'm like listening to every word, and it is. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. The the characters have depth. They're not cartoon. It's a wonderful movie, but the quality. I'm looking at the the pictures, and you can say, well, Gosnell is a courtroom drama, and and you know Cassidy, Butch Cassidy, and Sundance Kid is a western. Yes, that's true. That's true. However, there's a certain. I don't know how to like. I don't want to say graininess because that's not real, but there's just a. There's a richness to it. And you could even go back to Paul Newman's uh, courtroom drama. I think he won the Academy Award for for the verdict. It just looks like warmer. There's just Mm -hmm. something. I know we're we're edging. This is just me bitching as a geek. I I know we have the hyper-realism. And I guess that's okay for football or for baseball, you know, when you're trying to see if – you know, did the ball cross the goal line? You want that hyper real realism, right? But when I, I watch a movie, I kind of want, I want to pull back. I don't want the the four K high def. You can see the pimple on the butt of the porn star. I don't well, want that. Well, I'm going to see another movie this week. What are you going to see? Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I hear that kid gives a great performance. I could not be any more excited. I'm actually buying tickets for my friends. Um, and then this week we also have the best football game of the year because <laughs> we won the last one. So it's very exciting week for me. We go to the SEC championships and it's the dogs versus the cats. And I just think that's great. <laughs> dogs and cats. Okay. So we're, we're running out of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to make sure we do this. Uh, we're still trying to raise money for Caleb. And I'm right. going, I'm about to completely like change that initiative and kick that up a couple notches. I'm taking it personally now. I'm I'm now uh, I, I'm now into this. 
uh, personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm by by hell or high water, this is going to happen. And I thank you if you've already donated. You can go to theloftestparty.com. Everything is still active. We have not shut off uh, the uh, the the thing. Uh, okay. And then the other thing, and I know Google is is the bad guy, and and they're they're editing and they're censoring and all this stuff. I saw a commercial and I thought it was kind of awesome, so I will give Google a little bit of credit. If you were a vet, if you served uh, this country and you you did the whole thing, uh, Google actually has a very cool deal. You go to Google, and in the search bar, you put in jobs for veterans, mm-hmm. and that will automatically take you to a link where you enter your military occupation specialty code, like your military code. Here's what I did. Here's what I specialized in. I was an A4, 5B, whatever. And then, boom, that will link you to all these employers who are looking for people with your skill set. Nice. I think it's very nice. And it's very uh, nice. Google, as long as you're going to censor us and, and Keep a lot of us out of the news. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing the thing for veterans. So if you're a, if you're a military vet, God bless you. Go to Jobs for Veterans. Uh, Google that, and and you'll get hooked up with a great job. All right, that is our show. Next week will be a little wacky. We might actually be recording like uh, from a photo shoot in Houston. <laughs> There's going to be it's going to be a madhouse of press. And photographers and interviews. I'll try to get Terrence on the show. I'll try to get Steve and the deplorable. That's what we should do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, oh my God, I'm taking my laptop and my microphone. I'm going to take it to the club and we will just do the podcast with all those wackadoodles. That's what I want to do. Okie doke. (laughs) All right. Everybody have a great week. Um, I know that the gypsy doesn't enjoy my videos, but if you do, go to the Mom, is that you? <laughs> go Jesus. to the YouTube channel or go to theloftestparty.com. And, and, and we're trying to raise money for Caleb. Don't forget about that. I'll see you guys next week.